Good evening, everyone. Today is January 8th, 2021. It is Mami Sidia, and I would like to share with you in this episode an emergence of a divinity within the cosmology of the seven great mothers of the universes that was revealed in an earlier interview on this podcast channel. introduce her I just want to give a little background into her origins and how she is re-emerging or how she was introduced and what that means so the name of this divinity is mother of oracles that's just it's what she is and if you understand the concept of naming what you are what your name is there are one in the same or they should be so the name is sort of like an an announcement as to who and what you are and what you do so the way i'm going to introduce the mother of oracles is to go into her origins what created her how did she emerge and what is her message my encounter with what i identified as the three weavers was experienced back in November, so November 17th. So what I will do is I will share a little bit of the experience from the ceremony when I first encountered the three weavers and then speak about how they are in a sense connected to or related to the Norns of the Nordic mythology and the the Morai or the three fates of the Greek mythology. So on the 17th, this is how one of the three weavers revealed herself to me. She's an old divinity, not a goddess of death, but of a process. She has control over a certain process of the evolution of the soul. And she's an important one. There were stairwells, columns, and arches behind her as if it were a labyrinth that she guards because at its core is her mysteries. I was able to discern this blinding bluish whitish light near the very core of this particular setting that she emerged in but I was not able to pass because it was not meant for me to pass but it was just her way of introducing herself. And I do recall seeing her moving her hands in a way as if she were weaving, which is why the three weavers came to mind. And then I met two others, which were directly connected to her. I'm not going to go into great detail because it was quite difficult to describe. However, I will say that one of them her domain kind of felt like this landscape that was enshrouded in mist, illuminated by what appeared to be moonlight, but it was a light nonetheless. And there were souls that were there, but I couldn't tell if she helped to guard these souls before they departed or if she helped to guard these souls or guide these souls after their departure from their departure from living a full life or living a life on this particular plane. The third one was very imperceptible. I couldn't see her shape. I couldn't see any detail, but I could tell that her domain had a lot to do with time in the sense of the expansiveness of space. Because for the first two, 
I saw cloak. I saw cloaked figures. Their cloaks covered their eyes, like up to their nose. Their lips were dark. Their skin slightly ashen gray. They didn't have any particular defining defining features. But the the third one, she didn't even look that way. The way I was able to perceive her, it was as if she was cloaked with the cosmos itself. So it was really difficult to put into words her particular domain but I just knew that it had something to do with time space and not future but the process of something it's really hard to describe however I'd like to move over to the Norns and I highlight them in particular because one I have Nordic ancestry so it's not uncommon for Nordic divinities to come through and reveal information in dreams in ancestral dreams Two, they've been, whenever the Norns do communicate with me, they usually communicate through runes. That's how I know, oh, this is something Nordic. So in particular, the three Norns, as they are known, are, excuse my mispronunciation for those of you that know how to pronounce them correctly, Ur or Udur, which can be defined as what once was or what has become. And then you have Vedandi, which is coming into being. And then you have scold or scold, what shall be. So can I say that the fates that I encountered are the Norns? I don't know. But what I can say is I'm not a spokesperson for Norse mythology, not in the slightest. However, I do like to liken the three weavers that introduced themselves to me with that of the Norns, because there are oftentimes in my dreams that they will come and speak through runes. Now, it could just be a case of the primordial mothers speaking to me in that language, pushing or guiding me to look at how to communicate with them through the runes. The origin of the word comes from runir or runar, which translates to magic signs or hidden lore. So we're talking about that which is hidden or secrets that are hidden. And you also take a look at the story behind Odin and him hanging from Yggdrasil. I've That's been revealed to me as well. So yes, there is undoubtedly a connection there. However, I again, I, I do not speak for North, Norse mythology. I'm only speaking about my experience of what the Norns are defined as. So there is a slight difference between the two. With that being said, the mother of oracles was revealed to me through the fates. So I'm going to just call them the fates or refer to them as the three weavers. And what I'm going to do is read to you the transcription of the ceremony of when she was introduced. And so this was on the 5th of January. There's a cloaked figure with a white veil. And this cloak is like a layered chiffon fabric, but what covers her face is white. It comes down to about her stomach or her solar plexus area, just for reference as to the length of a cloth. She is an oracle like no other, the oracle in between realms, the oracle that is the oracle of oracles and is directly tied to the three fates. Her abilities are on par with the three fates. I'm seeing three pathways, one from each fate into her, as if they project parts of themselves into this one divinity. 
She's the epitome of oracles. She is the one that passes oracles, the mother of oracles. She is the one I connect with when I begin to give oracles. Since she is tied to the fates, it's as if the fates are speaking, almost as if there's a bubble around them and the oracle so that the oracle can exist outside of the laws of the universe. The Norns do the fate of all things, be it humans or divinities and everything in between. But when they give oracles, it's outside of the law. That is how you can change fate through the fates themselves. So what do I mean by outside of universal law? I don't mean you receive oracles that help you to not be bound by any laws. That's not, that's not what that meant. So you have the fates that do what they do naturally. However, if there is a very specific or particular change that one would like to do, then you would speak to the fates themselves, right? However, instead of approaching the fates directly, you do so through the mother of oracles. And that is how I understand it. So it's not being able to get around a certain type of you know, law of, of being in existence that makes you to be able to become above it. That's not what that means. It just simply means having insider information in a sense. Like you want to change a fate, you have to speak to the fates. And the way that they're presenting themselves in this sense is through the mother of oracles. Now, does that mean all things are changeable? No, not necessarily. But for certain things within your life, <clears throat> within your life that are changeable, this would be an ability to do so. Now, is this how the relationship between myself and the mother and the mother of oracles will be? I cannot say because this is an introduction. However, what I do know is that she has information that she herself would like to share. And it's understandable because when you're talking about a reemergence of a cosmology manifested in a new way with a very antiquated essence, then having an oracle as part of the mouthpiece to that reemergence would make sense. Here's the next section. It's a way to get around their own nature because they must do what they do naturally. They can make a part of themselves exist outside of that reality, those particular laws. Not all karmic laws, but some of them. They channel to the mother of oracles to give oracles. I have to be honest with people and let them know that I am not the mother of oracles. I am working in partnership with one who is an emanation of the fates embodied in this figure that identifies herself as the mother of oracles. This relationship gets passed down in the family. There will always be one daughter that will partner with the mother of oracles, but it will be lost if and only if human consciousness begins to deteriorate to the point of a reconnection needing to happen sometime in the future. It's a cyclical relationship. However, the mother of oracles exists out of time space. She gets to choose when to come through as mother of oracles she will forever be the one to choose and obviously will always be connected to the self-replicative mysteries of the seven great mothers of the universes. 
in the beginning of its reemergence, she will always be there through several generations, at least seven, provided the energy remains high. But as it begins to deteriorate, she will begin to pull back. So what do I mean by it's a relationship passed down through the family? With regards to the reemergence of a female-centered cosmology, I'm speaking about the mother of oracles within the seven great mothers of the universes. So if there's one that awakens to or that is born through this awareness of their connection to the priesthood of it, because ultimately all of humanity is connected to one of the seven, <clears throat> bottom line, with regards to their priestesshood, with regards to their sacred paths, with regards to their traditions, their rituals, this is what that's referencing. It's passed down in the family in accordance to the will of the fates, to the will of the mother of oracles. So it's not something that, you know, in the future, my daughters would be able to say, I want to be the one to give oracles. It's a matter of the mother of oracles choosing this will be the daughter or these will be the daughters. It's her choice. I have no say in it. Therefore, those that would want to be directly connected, it, it would completely depend upon the fates and the mother of oracles. That being said, I was instructed to prepare her oracles for you weekly and publish them on Wednesdays. So the first Wednesday will be January 13th. 2021 and the first transmission from the mother of oracles will be on the black madonna i am looking forward to sharing this and there's a little bit of trepidation towards it because the black madonna is a huge icon for a lot of people however it's not my personal choice as to what should be shared and what should not be shared how it should be shared and how it should not be shared. All of this is in consultation with the Mother of Oracles and the Seven Great Mothers of the Universities. I always check in with them before I take my next step because my desire is to honor the integrity of that which is transmitted. This is their reemergence. This is their work, and I'm a part of that process. There are a lot of people that are a part of that process. There are a lot of women that are awakening to their connection to that process. So therefore, it is very important that I honor that integrity. That being said, I look forward to next week. Stay tuned and I will see you then.